In this episode, we discuss the updates to the AANA Code of Ethics, when they will come into effect, and what this means for influencers and brands involved in influencer marketing campaigns. Some recent complaints considered by the Ad Standards Community Panel in relation to influencer marketing campaigns promoted on Instagram, and Instagram's reported crackdown on hidden advertising posts on the platform. Let's get into it. I'm Tegan, an Australian commercial lawyer who specialises in all things social media legals. I spend my days documenting agreements between influencers and brands and advising on disclosure requirements for influencer marketing campaigns as well as social media competitions. If you're a brand that uses influencers to help build brand awareness, trust and make sales, or you're an influencer that promotes the products and services of another business, this podcast is for you. And if you like free stuff, head to sociallawco.com.au forward slash ebook to pick up our free legally compliant campaigns ebook. You're listening to the Social Law Co podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Social Law Co podcast. I've had a week of podcasting on other podcasts this week, and before I knew it, it was time to record another episode of this podcast. So here we are. Just a reminder that nothing is legal advice on this podcast. So if you've got a specific question you'd like to ask, or if you want legal advice on an upcoming campaign, for example, you can always get in touch. You know where to find me. A bit's actually happened in the world of influencer marketing, and this episode is somewhat of a recap on some recent developments. I've also done some blog posts and updates via the Social Law Co. Instagram page, so if you want to take a sneak peek, that's where to go. I'll drop some links in the show notes to a few blog posts you might like to check out. The first update, refresh or change if you will, is the revised AANA Code of Ethics and Practice Note, which will come into effect on 1 February next year. Mark the date and schedule yourself a reminder for three months prior, pronto. Why should you care? Well, because it clarifies the position when it comes to disclosure of sponsored posts on social media by influencers. It does this in no uncertain terms by stating that influencer and affiliate marketing often appears alongside organic slash genuine user-generated content and is often less obvious to the audience. Where an influencer or affiliate accepts payment of money or free products or services from a brand in exchange for them to promote that brand's products or services, the relationship must be clear, obvious, and upfront to the audience and expressed in a way that is easily understood. And they give examples such as hashtag ad, advert, advertising, branded content, paid partnership, paid promotion. They further state that less clear labels such as hashtag SP Spawn, gifted, affiliate, collab, thanks to, or merely mentioning the brand name may not be sufficient to clearly distinguish the post as advertising. If you're wondering whether the AANA Code of Ethics applies to you, then let me clear this up. The AANA Code of Ethics applies to advertising and marketing communication where two key criteria are met. The first is where the marketer has a reasonable degree of control over the material. 
and the second is where it draws the attention of the public in a manner calculated to promote or oppose directly or indirectly a product, service, person, organization, or line of conduct. If you consider an influencer marketing campaign, there's not really any risk that it won't draw the attention to the public in a manner calculated to promote a product or service. That's sort of the point, right? So big tick there. There's very little guidance in the Code of Ethics and the practice note, the existing or the new, about what constitutes a reasonable degree of control. There have been a few cases considered by the Ad Standards Community Panel to date on whether certain sponsored posts on social media have breached the Code of Ethics by failing to clearly disclose the fact that it's a sponsored post. And it's interesting to look at how they assess what constituted that reasonable degree of control by the brand. Some of these examples include the brand not approving each individual post but having an agreement in place with an influencer to create content and the ability to request that the post be removed. The brand not having control over what was actually written in the post but the brand had requested a review and had reposted the material on its own social media account. The brand acknowledging that the advertisement was sponsored content and the brand had provided a discount code for use. The brand acknowledging that the advertisement was sponsored content, the brand stated that they had no control over the influencer's account and the influencer had been allowed to choose her own outfit, creative direction and caption. There was a contract in place and the panel found that there was a reasonable assumption that they had a reasonable degree of control over the content. Even in two other cases where advertisers provided no response, An inference was made from the fact that the influencer was a client of an influencer management agency and that it was reasonable to assume that the post had been part of a commercial arrangement. So what's my point? If you have contacted an influencer to post content, even where you have no creative control over that content and what the influencer posts, and the influencer posts that content, drawing the attention of the public in a manner calculated to promote that product, like any influencer marketing campaign typically does, the AANA Code of Ethics is likely to apply in respect of your campaign. Thankfully for all the brands involved in the complaints that I've just sort of run through, all of those were dismissed. But the reality is that taking a strict reading of the new practice note due to come into effect in February 2020, which the practice note states that the panel is required to do, it's likely that complaints made on similar facts next year may not be dismissed. So what happens if a complaint is actually upheld? We discussed this in episode one, but for those who have missed it, (laughs) you should totally go back and listen to it. If a complaint is made and it's upheld, ad standards will request that the brand remove or amend the offending post as soon as possible. If they do not modify or remove the post within the allowed time frame, ad standards will then include the brand's failure to respond in the case report, if that's the case, forward the case report to media proprietors, post the case report on Ad Standards website, and if appropriate, Ad Standards can refer the case report to the appropriate government agency or industry body. Think the ACCC in cases where it's a misleading or deceptive post. It's true to say that neither the AIMCO Code of Practice nor the AANA Code of Ethics are legally binding as such. You won't get a fine, etc., for breaching them. But if you do breach the AANA Code of Ethics, you will likely have also breached the Australian Consumer Law. For breaching the law, you may end up with nasty things like claims for damages, fines, and penalties. 
As I've already mentioned, complaints can be made about your breach of the AANA Code of Ethics. These complaints can come from competitors or consumers, and they may come after any post. Don't assume that because you've managed to fly under the radar without attracting any complaints to date that you will continue to be so lucky in the future. All of this is why it's so important to review your practices right now and make any necessary changes. What the new AANA Code of Ethics Practice Note does is actually make it more expressly consistent with the new AIMCO Influencer Marketing Code of Practice. If we look at the definition of control in the new AIMCO Influencer Marketing Code of Practice, it includes any specified direction or instruction conveyed to an influencer regarding a brand's product, which is somewhat consistent with the approach taken by the Ad Standards Community Panel in relation to these complaints that I've mentioned. All of these developments are likely moving us closer and closer to a complaint being upheld by the Ad Standards Community Panel, and that complaint being referred to the ACCC for their attention and investigation. The ACCC have a broad range of enforcement powers, including, amongst other things, the power to require that any claims on social media pages be substantiated and the power to commence court proceedings where a breach of the law has been identified. Third parties can also bring claims for damages where they've suffered a loss due to misleading or deceptive conduct. This is a hot topic around the world in recent years, and the first case in Australia in relation to this will also no doubt make headlines, so don't be the first. The other new development I want to talk about is in relation to Instagram's reported crackdown on hidden advertising on the platform. The UK Competition and Markets Authority have recently announced that they have been investigating hidden advertising on Instagram over concerns that too many social media influencers are posting content about businesses without disclosing the fact that it's paid or incentivized content. You might have seen a few news articles on this in recent days. For some time now, you might have noticed Instagram asking you if your posts are sponsored content if their algorithms suspect it to be so. Using hashtags like hashtag ad and hashtag sponsored will usually trigger this prompt. You must use the branded content tools available on the platform if you're posting sponsored content. I cannot stress this enough. It's clearly set out in Instagram's branded content policy that you must use them if you are posting sponsored content. When you do so, your audience will see the paid partnership with and insert whatever brand name you're working with at the top of the post. If you don't, Instagram can terminate or disable your account. Simple as that. If you're an influencer with hundreds of thousands or millions of followers, beware. You may be one post away from losing it all. And what we know from the press release by the CMA in the UK is that this is very much on Facebook, being the owner of Instagram's radar. As regulatory bodies around the world crack down on hidden advertising on these platforms, these platforms are placed under more pressure to update their policies and enforce breaches of them, as they have undertaken to do so for posts directed at UK consumers. You can read the full list of undertakings on the CMA website if you're interested. Now, I could talk about this all day, but I'll leave you with this. Now is the time to review your standard practices and your contracts with influencers. Before we know it, Christmas will be hot on our heels. Quickly followed by the new year and a stricter approach to these complaints in Australia will be right around the corner in February. If consumer and competitor complaints don't concern you, Instagram wiping your account really should. So let's chat. That's it for this week all. I hope you've enjoyed it and got some value out of it. 
If you did, please let me know you're tuning in and what you're taking away from it. Send me a DM to the Social Lawco Instagram page or post a snapshot of this episode to your story sharing your thoughts. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed that episode, I would love you to hit subscribe on the Social Lawco podcast and leave a review. Don't forget, you can head to sociallawco.com.au forward slash ebook to pick up your freebie. Until next time.